Hi everyone! Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the tithing episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by the topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan, and I'm here with Pastor Joel. How's it going, Pastor Joel? Great. That was... I feel like I was healed through that episode. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, how? Let's well, start from right there. So I have experience with this dudes thing. I remember being a little kid and some of my first experiences going to uh, a really fundamental style strict side church and walking into the church and these church leaders asking me if I had my dues and I'm clueless. Mm. Which now looking back sounds even more ridiculous to me because I'm like six years old. Oh, you? this was... Really? This was a church that would oh, bus man. kids there. So I didn't have any parental supervision. I would be put on a bus to go to church, and they'd ask me for my dues. And what is really going on there hmm. is they're getting, they're trying to get money from my parents through me. Because I don't have money. I'm six. But wow. they're still asking me for dues. And it is an interesting way to indoctrinate someone into... When you show up for church, you have, this is what you're due. Right. You need to do this. You need to have this money. Right. Wow. It's kind of a little bit of a cringy topic. It is. Especially, hey, you want to listen to a podcast with two senior pastors talk about tithing? Oh, yeah. It's like instantly like, ooh, <laughs> this is going to be creepy. Yeah. I wonder what's, you know. So it is, it's kind of a cringy topic, especially considering how many people have been hurt right. by this. So let's, you know, I, I thought it was great. I love how the, the podcast ended. So like I said before, we want to help you help people who've been hurt by this topic. So you kind of gave the history and background, which comes from really Old Testament. Right. With the 10% specific and all that. So that's tithe. Tithe yeah. is 10. Right. So that's where that word comes from. So it was it was stuff. It wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily gold, silver, bronze. Right. It was sheep, oxen, cattle, stuff. Yeah. Which is why I like when you said, you said that the 10% of your stuff. Right. We can see all of it as stuff, which is cool. So, and then we went into how people have been hurt by the topic. So can you kind of commentate on why you chose, like, how you see that limitation perspective and why people are on that limitation perspective in terms of tithing? Well, one of the, one of the ways we see this hurting people is through, <clears throat> again, man doing his work on the word of God and zeroing in on money nice so tithing turns into 10 percent of your paycheck and and ultimately it it is rationalized away by these pastors i think one of the things that's really tough and why this is a cringy episode mm -hmm. is because a lot of times the people who've been hurt in this area are being hurt by the people who are really trying to manage their own paycheck. Yeah, they're being hurt by the people who benefit from the right. topic. And 
I think if I'm going to try to relate to some of these pastors, I think I can understand the stress they may be feeling of knowing when they're going to get their next paycheck Mm -hmm. or when they're going to be able to pay the mortgage for their church building. And so their stress is not necessarily for their own paycheck, but it is could be like, well, how is this ministry going to keep going? We right. have this building, we have all of these. And you and I have experience with pastors who have their own building, who own their own land and own these multi-million dollar buildings. Mm-hmm. And they look at us being in a position where renting, they are jealous of us. Yeah. So I get the overwhelmed feeling. However, that doesn't give me an excuse to put that burden on the people coming to church. That That's why it's cringy. That's why it's cringy. And that's why I think even people don't even like, I think senior pastors in particular have a hard time preaching about this message. Maybe with the exception of Pastor Dick. He loves preaching about it every week. Uh, Sunday after yeah, Sunday, after Sunday after Sunday. Sunday. And people in McMillan love it. Or don't, and that's why he has to keep preaching it. But I get, that would be a tough, it's a tough message to preach. It is. Especially if, so really where I see the damage coming from is not just in people not understanding the principles that are underlying tithing, Mm -hmm. but even the pastors preaching about it. And the pastors trying to enforce this onto people don't understand the principle behind it either. Because let me ask you, how many times... So Music Life Church, you have Music Life Church Appleton, right. Music Life Church Kimberly. Right. We started as one church back in 2013. Right. How many times has tithing been preached about? Was it once? Once. Our founding pastor, senior pastor preached on it once. I've never preached on it. No, but I remember him talking about this. Is It was all through the lens of benefit. Was so his perspective that he gave yeah. was this is a way that Christ has given us to take care of the bride while he's away building our mansions. So he so so can you? It was a hundred dollars. Let's say can you? Do you remember that? Do you remember what he talked about? The Lord gives you a hundred dollars. So you give ten dollars. He's going to give you a hundred, and he's going to say, "Hey, with." It, you know, it's like your father-in-law, you get married and he, your father-in-law hands you a hundred dollars and says, Hey, take care of with $10, take care of her. Right. And is that too much? Is that, oh, yeah. and it was just like, was <laughs> yeah. you get $90 right. and 10 will be to help her. Is that too much? And I think we were all just kind of like, Oh man. Yeah. That's not too much. No, not at all. No. And, and but even the the idea of where is this money going? Mm-hmm. Taking care of the bride. Yeah. One of the flaws I think a lot of people have is imagining this money going directly in the senior pastor's pocket, and it's like that's not what is happening. Right. I'm not saying that's never happened, but when a church is receiving tithes the right way, but I'm damaged in giving tithes. That's a wrong judgment for me to make as well. And this, so what, what our founding senior pastor did was present tithing in a way where it was a benefit. Yeah. We get a share in taking care of the bride. That's what it was. That was awesome. So it wasn't about tithing anymore. It was about why are we tithing? And I think that's what really, that's why we haven't had to preach about tithing because what do we preach at our church Mm -hmm. is we preach about love Mm -hmm. and we preach about justice. Those are principles that are taught week in and week out in some way, just like in every one of these episodes, 
in every one of these episodes, they're ending with this description of how can we love someone in this specific context? So the cringy part is a senior pastor or a pastor gets up there and says, it gives a tithing message for his benefit. Right. And he's trying to get everyone to love in a way that's for his or her benefit. Right. Right. This is all I'm I'm trying to convince you to give for my benefit, which is not love. Right. So what what would your advice be then to a senior pastor who is preparing a tithing message? What would be your advice to him? Well, I, I think the first thing I would do is I would actually go backwards and say, why is he preaching on that to begin with? Nice. That would probably that would probably be my first step. Yeah. Is it's like what is motivating you to preach a message on tithing? Right. If it's out of fear, out of worry, out of anxiety, out of like I'm I don't know if I'm going to pay the bills. I don't know like why? Why do you want to? Like you always say that every episode it's about the why. Right. So why is this person doing this? You know, why is this pastor saying this? Why is this person who's been hurt by this perspective you know, why were they hurt by it? It's all asking that and taking those backward steps to try to understand. Right. And then to that pastor, it goes back to, okay, what is the reason and the value for the congregation nice. for the message? How do they benefit from it? How is this going to help them get ahead? Because if he's getting up there preaching a message, he's just going to, now he's going to spend possibly 30 to 40 minutes getting taking his burden and putting it on the sheep putting that on the flock and all of them are going to say what the flock is happening here right yeah and they might watch this episode or listen to this episode after thinking man we've been hurt by church right exactly or it's the same thing if 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 a person in the congregation you know is waving that flag of you have to do this or else you know you're not a believer but that would be that yeah, would that's be my great. Perspective. It is trying, and and I think that's that is what our our founding senior pastor did. Is right. he presented this in a way? Well, in fact, it was really easy to know that because he wasn't getting paid when he preached it. <laughs> nice, but it was. But even if he was, nice. he presented it in a way where it was a benefit for us who heard it. It was, and it was through, and it was always through the lens of justice. And it facilitated this cheerful giver. It made me want to give more. And yeah, now right? I've heard there's people who, in response to that message, said, you know what? I'm going to give more than 10% now. I have been giving 10%, but because of that message and the way he showed me my benefit, right. I'm going to give more. Right. Because it, you get to. You right. get to do this. Yeah. Now it wasn't. So in the limitation perspective, it is still living under the law. Right. Limitation, law. You can think that. Anyone in that side of the conjunctive is bringing that law perspective. If you don't do this, this was Pastor Tater. Right. If you don't, he even said this, if you steal from God, God's going to steal from you. Yeah, that was brutal. That's just brutal. He's going justice. Yep. Yep. But Pastor Tater believes that you're stealing from God Mm -hmm. if you don't give 10%. Yeah, and it's this one-way justice. It's all punishment. It's all if you don't, you have to do this. If you don't, you'll pay. Nice. But where's the where's the emphasis on the other side? Like, you know, if you do pay, you'll also receive to mm. in return. But on the limitation side, the strict side, that's never focused. It's always this 
if you don't do it, you're a bad person. It's all, it's all really driven by fear and intimidation. I think we've seen over our episodes, the strict side oftentimes reminds us of bullies. Nice. They're intimidating us into doing these certain behaviors. Mm-hmm. So why do I tithe? Because I'm afraid if I don't. That's awesome. That's not cheerful. Right. Which is the which is the contradiction. Right. You know, the contradiction right. is you're supposed to give and cheerfully. The right. Lord loves a cheerful giver. Okay, so then we went to, um, we got our call from Pastor Tater, and then we went all the way to the other side of the spectrum, which is, I love talking about this because people who've been hurt by church maybe don't want to give, and that's potentially beneficial. Right. Because they don't want it to be on the same dues tree. Yeah. But it's interesting. We talked about dues. I wanted to mention this. In Second Chronicles 31.4, it does say he ordered the people living in Jerusalem to give the portion due and use that word, do the priests and Levites so they could devote themselves to the law of the Lord. So I do want to recognize that, hey, that D-U-E, when people are referencing dues. It is it is yeah, in the biblical. Bible. So what that implies, though, is that these people are due something because they've given first. This is an area these priests and Levites have already given. So they're due their portion. Oh. So it's not giving it's not like they haven't already received it's like it's basically a verse saying hey don't forget how these people have already given to you okay so someone okay so now arguing for the people who are on the the freedom perspective i don't want to give i don't i was hurt by this old church i'm going to a new church they could be waiting to experience being cared for right because to your point that's an amazing perspective what, what i'm learning this right now is the Levites did care for the people. Right. The people knew that they care for them. And if the and if the Levites were caring for them, the people needed to care for the Levites. It was just. It was. When someone as a 6-year-old were did you, do you remember all of the times that you were being cared for by the people that you were giving money to? No, I don't. My first my first memory is being told I owe them something. By because they're do but they're not doing anything for you. Right. Right. So there <laughs> so there so there's the argument then, right? Yeah. Where it's like somebody comes into a church and doesn't give, they may be seen like am I immediately judging that they don't want to? Or or ought I to try to understand it to the point where it's like, you know what? Maybe they're seeing first if this is a church they want to invest in based on what they receive from the church. Maybe they don't want to invest in something that's damaging the way their previous church was. Right. So am I giving these people room to figure that out before I start like, hey, don't forget to tithe, which I don't think I've ever said that either, but right. But that does happen. Right. Man, So, so people are coming in like, you know, religiously, like I have in my church service, I need to give my $20 and there's, and they're doing that out of fear, right? Not cheerfully. Right. And then there's people who are like, I could never be cheerful about giving yeah. $20. So I'm not going to give, yep. which is why I love breaking down to this ultimate answer. 
and um, and then you what you did is you helped us assimilate the groups of people based upon self-esteem. So can you kind of go go through that? Yeah. So what's interesting here is it this this gets deeper than about money again, right? Right. And what this does, so money money can be the context through which we see it, see these behaviors manifest. But why are certain people acting the way they do? Based on their self-esteem, we're seeing the low self-esteem people are people who are taking more than they're giving. Mm-hmm. So these are people who are going to church and maybe feeling entitled to what they're being, how they're being ministered to. Yep. So I don't owe anything in return. Why would I give you anything? I haven't gotten anything from you. Nothing I'm nothing more than I'm entitled to get. It's your job. Nice. You're supposed to love me. You're the church. You're my pastor. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. I'm glad I understand you. I feel bad for those people in the low self-esteem because they are on the wrong side of justice. And the more that behavior continues, the harder it's going to get out of it's going to take to get out of that hole. Nice. So those could be people who are giving, but doing so with the poor attitude or just not giving at all because you know what? I don't need to. I'm not, I'm entitled to what I give and too bad for you. And either way, it's interesting because I don't see any type of cheerfulness in the low self-esteem response. Yeah. Wait a minute. Are you cheerful when you're not tithing then? Like, <laughs> My plan for happiness at this low self-esteem is uh, like, well, I actually, I'm just as sad not giving. The best I've seen from people who've come to Music of Life Church, you know, Appleton and Kimberly, are they're grateful that we're not passing plates around. Right. Yep. I don't know if they're cheerful. They feel, I think they feel I don't feel, feel safe. bad. Right. It's like, thank you for not... Making me feel like exactly. I'm embarrassed because I'm passing the plate without putting any money in it. <laughs> exactly. Or at least lay out some of those envelopes that I can grab and not put any money in. At least to make it look like I'm putting some in. Where again, it would be about pe- appearance and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Well, the mid self-esteem would be that middle group that we understand. Mm-hmm. These are people who either still maybe aren't aware of where they are in relation to the church they're going to. Maybe they just don't understand that they are being given to every week. And that tithing is a way they can even that back out. Or these these can also be the people who don't tithe because they've been hurt by church. And they mm-hmm. just, it's what we talked about right before we got into this topic. These are the people we understand why they don't tithe. Because they've been hurt by church and they still need to repair that damage before they can do so cheerfully. Yeah, and those mid-self-esteem people, they have a reason for why they're doing that. Which right. is, you know, we... We feel good about people at that mid self esteem level. Right. There's mu- the majority, ninety four percent of people are walking around low self esteem. Right. So, so when the, we see that mid self esteem, that's we appreciate that perspective. Absolutely, because these are people; they're not causing damage. Yeah. It's a not bad. Nice. So that it's not bad, meaning it could be good, but mm-hmm. it's not bad. Right. And then there's the high self-esteem, the people we're impressed with, which again, I want to emphasize, this had nothing to do with any quantity of what is given. It all had to do with the how and why behind mm-hmm. it. And these are people we we see tithing with a good attitude because these people are just and because they want to make sure that they are giving more than they're receiving. Right. So these are people who are lovers, really. And... The tithe with the ultimate answer, right? So this conjunctive answer I thought was incredible. 
because it is really implying, you know, this high self-esteem, people who tithe, who tithe what? So this ultimate answer, the conjunctive, give what you feel good about giving. It doesn't just have to be money. Right. And that, and you know, like people, people have said, I, I'm giving my time. I'm giving my, you know, other resources. I'm doing this, you know, I'm spending money on, you know, on coffee, on food for the church, on whatever. I'm helping these people do this. That's great. What we're going to see though is cheerfulness. Right. Not defensiveness. Oh, that's good. So, oh, I... I didn't... I don't tithe because of uh, I'm doing this. Yeah, because I give time. Oh, yeah, that... So God loves a defensive giver. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point. It is is like, wait a minute. Because I've heard people say that. Oh, I didn't tithe. It's like, well, first, why are you telling me? I didn't tithe because I was doing this. Why are you telling me? I didn't ask you. Those are conversations I've never initiated. Yeah. No. But I have had conversations with people about tithing. Why? Me too. I think a lot of times it's because they feel guilty and they're trying to get that guilt off of them. Right. You know what? I didn't tithe this month, but I did buy the donuts. Or I didn't tithe this month, but I did serve in kids' church. And my response is always, great. Thank cool. you. But now that you say what you're saying, it's like, oh, that's not cheerful though. And I'm not even saying well, you should still give money and do so cheerfully. It's like, I would just hope that what you're doing is done because you want to and not because you're trying to overcome some icky feeling you might have. Exactly. And that's why, the, it, and this conjunctive is amazing. What you feel good about. So what I feel good about is only and equal to 10% all the time. Okay. Right. Okay. Is it possible that it's less than that? Is it possible yeah. that it's more than that? And that's an answer that, you know, when you were talking about the pastor preaching, you know, the message about, about tithing and how people gave more. Right. So it is feeling good about, not not guilty about. Right. It's good. Yeah. You know, here we are, you and I, small picture. Feel good about, good. oh man, I feel yeah. good about that. Good being profitable. Yes. Being, yes, I feel good. I'm cheerful about doing this. Yeah. And so that could be more than 10%, less than 10%. It could be any any value that you give, but it's always love. Right. So what do we do when we're trying to fill these certain roles within our church even? One of the things we're always asking people when they say they want to serve is one of the first questions, maybe the first question we ask is, well, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. In every position we have filled in our church, we see it as a value. We've done all the roles. We know what it takes. But what we're trying to facilitate is this cheerful giving, whether it's money or time or kids' church yeah, or food or whatever do you want to do it because what we want to do first is make sure all these things need to be done yeah but we want to fill them with people who want to do them to facilitate this good it's love it is and one of the things that's cool about that is that what we do to anyone who wants to serve the church or wants to give a value to the church i want to be a leader i want to do this thing for the church okay you giving that value is going to, for you to do it consistently the right way, 
it requires you to understand justice. Right. And you talked about, you know, people giving and not giving can put them in a hole. Yep. That's why we focus on restoration. Yeah. You yeah. want to do this thing. You want to give this way to the church. Are you able? We want to help you with that burden. We don't want to put a burden on people. We want them to care, be able to carry their burdens the right way because that's what's going to, it's going to give them a ton of energy. Right. Because it's like, I get to do this. Yeah. I'm excited that I get to serve the bride of Christ. Yeah. And, but we want to make sure that they're able to handle that. Yeah. And I'm, what we're seeing when people get out of the hole, this justice hole, is they're starting to enjoy their lives in general. People are energized and having fun. And it, and it does facilitate, really, people are loving each other more. And that's really what this is getting down to is we're just trying to help people find a way to not only repair the damage within them, but ultimately to be guided by love. Right. Which is what's going to give them a life of joy. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Joel. And thank you, everyone who's been listening to this. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If if you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.